I feel so much faith in this house tonight. Amen. I feel like God wants to impart some things into some people. Amen. If, you know, and, and I, I was praying one day, how, how, do you get, how do you get people where they need to be? And, and asking about myself, God, how do I get to where I need to be? And, and I felt the Lord tell me, if you can just uh, get a little bit of improvement every time you come to church. Just get one little nugget that will you can bank in your mind. And, amen. Grow just a little bit every time you come. Amen. Get one word, one, one touch. Amen. And you'll look back and you'll, you'll realize God's brought me a mighty long ways. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. Praise God. Well, that's not what I'm preaching about. But anyway, that's still good preaching. Second Chronicles 7 and 12. And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer. Amen. It's so good when God hears your prayer. <laughs> he said, and I have chosen this place to myself for an house of sacrifice. He said, if I shut up heaven that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble. Now, I'm not, I'm not preaching to the lost tonight. I, I want you to know I'm preaching to the church tonight. You're welcome to join with us. <laughs> Amen. You're welcome to go and get the Holy Ghost if you ain't got it. But I'm, I'm going to preach to God's people tonight. Amen. I got distracted. If my people, <laughs> which are called by my name, shall Everybody say, humble themselves. Everybody say and pray. Seek my face. Turn from their wicked ways. Everybody say, then. That's the title of my message tonight, then. I'm going to keep reading for a little while. I'm going to preach about then. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land now mine eyes shall be opened and my ears attend unto the prayer that is made. Everybody say in this place. Some people say, well, it don't really matter where you pray. I would say kind of it does sometimes. Amen. Pray wherever you're at. But if you can get to the house of prayer. Amen. There's something special about the house of prayer. He said, my ears are attending to the prayer that is made in this place. For now have I chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever and mine eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. Amen. Praise God. I want to preach it then. Praise God. Amen. After we've done all that stuff, the Bible says then. Amen. Praise God. Y'all may know what I'm going to preach about already. Amen. Set your Bibles down. Lift your hands to the Lord. Amen. I need some prayer warriors to help me pray right now. In the name of Jesus. God, let your anointing fall upon this room, every person in this house. Come on, cry out to Jesus. Come on, we're at the point. Somebody's going to get some miracles. Hallelujah, we love you, Jesus. 
We honor you, Jesus. Come on, join up with somebody next to you if it's appropriate. Come on, let's pray right now. God, we need your help. God, we need your help. God, change my thinking. Change my understanding. God, give me knowledge tonight. Let me know what I'm supposed to be. Let me know what I'm supposed to do. Order my footsteps. God, make me what you want me to be. Uh, Come on, is there any earnest people in this room? Uh, Amen. That would say, God, I need you. I need you, Jesus. Come on in a way of worship now. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. I'm going to preach from this big, long title, Then. Everybody say, Then. Taking then from the phrase, Then will I hear from heaven. Praise God. Amen. Second Chronicles, the seventh chapter. It's not a bad time at all. It's not a a negative time in Scripture. Matter of fact, it's the dedication of Solomon's temple. And it is a happy time. Everybody say a happy time. Amen. Solomon and all the people of Israel are gathered together and they are dedicating this beautiful building. And I can't wait till we get to dedicate our beautiful building here real, real shortly. Amen. But historians would tell us that maybe Solomon's temple may have been the most expensive building that was ever built, maybe except for the one we're building. (laughs) Amen. No, it was the most expensive that was ever built in all of humanity was the temple of Solomon. Amen. The Bible tells us that they offered up 22,000 oxen. You get that? 22,000 22 oxen would be a big party. Amen. That would be a big sac. Two of them would be a big sacrifice. The Bible said they sacrificed 22,000. They offered up 120,000 sheep. Amen. There was a whole lot of sacrifice going on. The Bible tells us now when Solomon had made an end of praying, The fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices. And the glory of the Lord filled the house. And the priests could not enter into the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. My Lord. I wonder what would happen if we got our sacrifice to where they did in Solomon's days. I wonder what would happen. I'm just thinking out loud here. Amen. I wonder what kind of church we'd have tonight. If... Well, let me preach on. The glory of the Lord filled the house. And when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord upon the house, they bowed themselves with their faces to the ground upon the pavement. You know, everywhere I read in this Bible, somebody comes in contact with the Shekinah glory of God. It is a very humbling experience. Amen. It'll rip the pride right out of your heart. And you become a meek little man when God shows you how great he really is. Amen. But the Bible said when they saw the glory fill the house, 
that they bowed down upon the pavement and worshiped and praised the Lord saying, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Amen. You know, it just dawned on them when they seen the power of God come down in that service. You know what? God's still with us. Amen. I was wondering last week while we were traveling across the wilderness, uh, but I'm standing here today and I see the power of God in this building. Uh, and I know that God is with us. Uh, come on. Come on, there's times you need to have an experience with God. It'll change the way you think. Amen, it's a good day in church when the sacrifices are being given. It's a good day in church when the fire's falling down. It's a good day in church when the Lord is filling the house with his glory and his presence. And it's a really good day when people are humbling themselves before God and giving him the praise. Praise God. In a world that praises everything else, that worships basketball players and football players and people that can sing and dance and all this stuff. Uh, amen. It's wonderful when people come and praise the creator of all. I'm going to tell you, this Bible said there would come a day when they would worship the creature more than the creator. Uh, amen. I don't care if it's, well, I do care what kind of music it is, but uh, amen, even if it's gospel music, it shouldn't get you more excited about a gospel artist uh, than the God that made that artist. Uh, come on, somebody help me a little while. Hallelujah. And God forbid we'd get excited about the little gods of this world. Amen. My, I get shortness of breath when I walk into God's presence. Amen. Hallelujah. I love God. Amen. I, he's been so good to me. I love everybody and everybody loves me. But I don't care if you're on an A list or, or a B list or on the disconnect list. Amen. You know, it don't make a difference to me. You're a soul that needs the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, y'all act like. Amen. I've been on the disconnect list. Amen. I've been on the repo list before. Amen. God lifted me up. God brought me out. Amen. The Razorbacks never did anything for me. They never paid my rent one time. They never made me feel good about anything. They never gave me peace and joy. But there's something about an old-fashioned prayer meeting. Uh, when I get under an altar, it begins to... Boy, I feel so much Holy Ghost in this house. Hallelujah. I wonder what heaven's going to be like. 
wonder what it's going to be like when we get through that gate. Amen. The Bible said he's going to wipe all the tears away. Somebody said there won't be no tears in heaven. Yeah, there's going to be some. He, but he's going to be wiping them away. You ain't going to do that here. Amen. God's going to take people's sadness away from them. I feel the Holy Ghost. The one that was abused, God's going to take your hurt away from you. The one that's been done wrong, God's going to do you right. The one that's been talked about, God's going to talk to you. The one that's been divorced and you didn't want it, God's going to marry you. The one that's been rejected, He's going to open his hands and pull you in. My Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost. Amen. When they began to make the sacrifices, the fire fell from heaven. It was an amazing church service. Amen. I, I just, uh, I've been saying it for a long time. God's church ain't a dead church. You hear me? God's church is not a dead church. He said, I come that they might have Life, and it, they may have it more. Uh, God don't just want you to have a little bit of life. God don't want you to just barely make it through this life. But God wants it good measure. Uh, pressed down, uh, shaken together, running over. God wants to bless people coming and going. Uh, Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. God's church should be impactful. Everybody say impactful. Amen. When people walk into God's house, they ought to be impacted. Man, they can decide to do whatever they want to do, but the presence of God ought to be there enough that they're impacting. I want to tell you the day, the day that they had that service and 22,000 oxen in the fire. I'm telling you, the people that were there never forgot that service. You know what we need to have? For the sake of our young people, for the sake of our new converts, sake of people that don't even know truth, we need to have church that is so impactful that they walk out shaking their head and they'll never forget what they felt. Hey man, I don't. Do y'all feel as much Holy Ghost as I feel right now? God, I'm praying tonight before we leave, uh, there's things breaking the spirit. Uh, amen. That people will never be the same again. Uh, amen. They'll never have to deal with that devil again. Uh, hey, when the fire falls, uh, it'll burn everything out. Come on, lift your hands and praise God.
Amen. That ought to be our approach to every service. God, use me in this service. Hallelujah. We should never get the mentality, I wonder, I'm just going to sit here and I wonder who's going to sing to us. And I wonder what song they're going to sing and I wonder what the preaching's going to be about. And Amen, I sure do enjoy that good singing and enjoy, well, some of that preaching. I don't know. Amen, I, praise God. Thank God, I, I believe the word of God is the main event. I'll just say it like that. Amen, everything else should take a second back seat to the word of God. Amen, it shouldn't be a music driven Church, it ought to be a sacrifice, word of God, driven church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Songs are wonderful. And I love to hear people sing and I love music. And the most impactful songs are the ones that come from the word of God. Amen. When, when, it's, when they're put into music, the actual Word of God, it's like a double portion of the anointing. I know there's all kind of songs and amazing grace, hallelujah, I love it. But when they start singing, I, I'm, a, I'm an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of my testimony. I'm telling you, God just puts an extra anointing upon his word. Amen. I, hallelujah, hallelujah. But I think about some of the most impactful services that I experienced uh, as a young man growing up. It wasn't uh, wonderful songs that rocked the congregation, but it was somebody that had been fasted and praying that walked up with an humble spirit to a pulpit. Uh, and said, I need God's help tonight. And then they began to get God's help. And the power of God would fall. And the altar call would last longer than the preaching lasted. And people would linger in the altars. And they would say, I, I gotta have what this word is. It was impactful. Many people, man, I, I believe many people that are called to preach are called to preach probably at an altar call after somebody else preached. Amen. It, 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 there's just something. I, I'm, God help me right now. It, it, there's just something that happens when the preaching goes forth that some people, God will be dealing with them about one subject and somebody else got to be dealing with them totally something else. Amen. And somehow God begins to connect all the dots. Amen. And one person can walk out feeling like, man, I, that was just for me. But their trial wasn't like the other person's trial. And the other person said, hey, hey, that was just for me. Amen. I'm glad you feel like that. But it ain't just for you. It's just for everybody. Hey, God wants to deal with hearts. Amen. When you open up your spirit, 
God can impact you in such a special way. But it's the closed up ones. Amen. That God cannot reach. Amen. I, I, I know because I've sat in churches before. And I didn't want to be moved. And I didn't want to be touched. Amen. And God would begin to deal with my spirit. Amen. And I would hit the door as soon as I could. Oh, praise God. Let me tell you something. When it comes to the house of God, you, you ought to have some patience. When it comes to the moving of God, you ought to have some patience. Amen. That, the devil will give you an excuse every time you walk through the door to walk right back out the door. If you want to. Amen. But something's got to get in your spirit. If I'm going to be impacted, if I'm going to be changed, Come on, church. Man, when I was a young person, we had revival 30 days in a row. When you're 12 years old and your friends are at church, that's pretty cool. I didn't think about being grown and having a bunch of kids and they got school the next day and you, you got to get them ready and do all this stuff. We got people can't even come to church one night because kids got school in the morning. My Lord. Hey, Amen. I grew up on the 30-day school plan. Hey Amen, I made it through just fine. I know how to read. Did y'all hear me read tonight? Somehow God worked it out. I got a hold of them phonics. Even though we had revival, I still learned phonics. They're going to be all right. You missed 30 minutes. You're going to be all right. You missed 30 minutes of sleep. You're going to be all right. That's why the crock pot's got a low setting, a medium, and a high. Just set it on low and... Well, praise God. Hallelujah. I thought about the sacrifice of years gone by. I would hate to think that we would come up short because we got into a, to the new age sacrifice. Amen, I realize people work. I realize all this stuff. Amen, but when I was a boy, I, this impacted me. The men came to church on midweek service. And if they worked at a, a Phillips 66, they came in with their gas station shirt still on. If they were builders, they walked in, still had their belt on with their pencil and their tape measure. It, it was just a different time when people said, I'm going to church if I only get 30 minutes of it. I, I, I need a touch from God. Amen. People were committed. Amen. You think God is the same yesterday, today, and forever? Some people would read this story that I read tonight and think, my Lord, that sacrifice was way more than it had to be. I'll tell you something. It was more than was required. But what happened was way more than God said he would do. He said, if you'll bring an oxen and you put it on that altar, I'm going to kick your sins down the road for one year. 
then you got to come back and do it again. But when they said, you know what, let's not just do one oxen today. Let's do 22,000. I just come to ask you, what level do you want to play at? How much anointing do you want in your life? How many blessings uh, do you want in your home? Uh, Come on. Come on, I'm going to help somebody. Uh, How do you like this? How many angels do you want in camp round about you? Uh, How big of a hedge do you want around your family? Uh, How how much do you want? Come on. Hallelujah. What, what, What do we want out of it? I hate the attitude. I've had employees before. Man, I I built houses for many years. And uh, I got some good ones now. Amen. But years ago, when I built houses, it's pretty rough clientele that built houses. You know what they wanted? They wanted to do just as little as possible. And then they would just kind of start hovering around me on Friday about Whatever time it was. <laughs> Just getting as close to me as they could get. Go ahead and go warm up the car. Hey Amen. When you've been, you've been given as little as you could. And now you want me to give as much as I'll give back. Praise God. Getting kind of quiet here now. I need God to do some things in my life. I need God to turn some things around in my life. Well, let me tell you how to do it. Get your sacrifice right. Amen. Quit putting God on a budget. Well, I'll go by the church and pray five minutes. and If that's all you got, praise God. It's just hard to believe when you got an iPhone, you only got five minutes to pray. It may be true, but it's just hard for me to believe you got an Android and you only got five minutes to pray. There's a little feature on them. You can can swipe it backwards and you can see how much time you've been on that thing. Hallelujah, boy, it's getting getting tired in here now, but it's getting good. Amen, you know what I want to build? I want to build a powerful church. Amen. I I want you all to have so much anointing. When you walk through Walmart, you're laying hands on the sick and they're recovering. Amen. You're laying hands on people. They're getting the Holy Ghost at work. Come on. Come on. If we're going to be the Book of Acts church, we got to act like the Book of Acts church. Hallelujah. Man, this was, everybody say this was high church. On the day that they dedicated the temple, it was, uh, you could say it was an impactful, remarkable, life-changing service. And in this high moment, 
in this moment where people are feeling like, my Lord, wasn't that an awesome service? All of a sudden, God begins to speak to them. And he says, if I shut up heaven, that there be no rain. Or if I command the locust to devour the land. Now, I'm not talking about on a sad service. I'm talking about a service where the fire fell. God says, or if I send the pestilence among my people. Amen. This is why some people think preaching is negative. Praise God. I come against the carnal mind. Most powerful service ever recorded. After the fire falls, God says, I'm about to preach a little while. <laughs> no, this is great tonight, but, but if I shut up heaven. Did you have to bring that up? Yeah, I had to bring it up. Praise God. Or if I send the locust. I'm telling you, when you're preaching, you can almost feel everything go, ooh. Praise God. Or if I send COVID-19. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. People don't understand preaching because they, they feel like it's uh, almost something negative. Like, praise God. Amen. Did y'all ever have a mama like that? You could be like making straight A's. Or, not that I made straight A's. I'm just making an example. Straight A, B, C's, and D's. <laughs> or you did something right or like you cleaned your room or something. And, but, and then mom says, uh, hey, can you take out the trash too? It's okay. <laughs> and it's like, well, I feel the Holy Ghost. And if you're carnal minded, you can begin to think, you know what? We're having such good church. Why, why do you have to bring up something like that? If I shut up the heavens. But what you got to understand about preaching, it's not negative. Preaching is to keep your life from becoming negative. If you understand what preaching is about, he said, preach the word. He said, rebuke. He said, throw down. Whatever you got to do, whatever you got to say, exhort, go ahead and just throw a songbook if you need to. But to the carnal mind, they're like, this guy's, praise God. Praise God. But when you understand what the word of God is, God wants you to have service like they had service that day. He wants you to have service like that every day. 
The God of heaven wants to keep you on the right track. Amen, praise God. Amen. One day I bought some uh, tacos at a taco truck. And I thought, well, I ain't got nothing to do. And there was this station. It was the Joel Osteen station. I didn't even know he had one. It may be gone by now, but uh, I always just joked about him, you know. But I wonder what he's really like. So I, I started eating my tacos driving down the road, and I, and, and I started listening. And from Malvern Avenue to 308 Jeanette Street, I heard every story in the Bible. And, and he said, you're David, you're going to kill that giant. And he said, you're Noah, you're going up in that ark. You're Daniel, the lions ain't going to touch you. And I thought, I wonder who he's preaching to. Hallelujah. I thought, I preach about building arks. Well, somebody told me one time, they said, you know, I, I came to church, but then I, I quit for a little while because you offended me about a bunch of stuff. And I thought, my Lord, I'm the nicest preacher there is. I mean, I'm smiling while I'm preaching. Amen. Praise God. Can I preach a little while? Is this all right? Hey. You can be on cloud nine. You can be where the fire is falling. But if you start messing up, this is what I never heard Brother Osteen say, but I couldn't take it anymore. You, you, You can be at the pinnacle, but God said, if I shut up the heavens, Or if I start sending the locusts, or I send COVID. He said a pestilence. Okay, don't fact check me. Amen. He said, I got a solution for you. You know what God said? I don't want you just hanging up your cleats and giving up. If everything goes south on you, don't give up. I got some ifs for you. Come on. Come on, there's too many people walking away from God uh, because they don't know what to do when the going gets tough. Uh, Amen, when things ain't right in their spirit, uh, they don't know what to do uh, and they don't know how to deal with it. uh, But I got a word. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm glad they didn't sing very long. Can I help somebody tonight? Can I preach the word of God to somebody in this room tonight? Amen. If you're down in the dumps and everything's upside down, it's not the end. I said it ain't the end. 
You don't have to give up on God. God's got a plan for you. Well, I just feel like I've... Hang on. Job did nothing for his trial. I understand, Job. I understand the Bible said, man, that is born a woman is a few days and full of, I realize we're going to have trouble. I realize we are going to have trouble. But at the same time, we need to learn how to let life speak to us. Not all trouble is because God wants to prove to the devil that you really love God. There's a lot of trouble that comes to people that ain't got nothing to do with God purging them. Well, maybe I need to look this way and preach you all. Amen. Every time trouble comes, don't just say, well, I'm, I'm doing better than Job. Well, every time trouble comes, everything wrecks. Just don't, don't say, well, it's just life. It's just life. I'm just, this is who I am. I'm t- there's a lot of things that ought to get your attention. There's a lot of life. You need to listen to what it's saying to you. Uh, Hallelujah. Some people try to, they mess up and then they try to take the high road. Well, I'm just the Job of 2023. Well, you may be, but you probably ain't. Amen. God's already proved to the devil that his people really do love him. Hallelujah. Praise God. What are you preaching? I'm telling you, when it, if you end up off the train tracks, If you end up derailed, we can still make it. We can still get back to where we were. Hey, man. Well, I just. Hallelujah. I just. I don't know. I just. Hallelujah. Well, it's all eat up now. Man, I used to feel so close to God. but I feel like I'm past that point in my life. You're past it if you don't do something. I'm going to tell you, God's got a remedy. I don't care what you're going through. God's got a remedy. Tell you what the devil does when he jumps on people and after they get the Holy Ghost. And you know, I, I realize it, sometimes it's hard to get back to that place, and and uh, but you just gotta do it. And but but the devil like torments people about it and to the point where they just kind of kind of give up and, and don't really know whether they're in or out or wide or wrong until you almost believe a lie. I'm going to tell you something. God wants to drop the fire on everybody in this house. 
Come on, I've been in this church praying today. Is anybody hungry for a touch from God? Hallelujah. Was that everybody? I wasn't looking. I was looking at my notes. Y'all do it again. Come on. You want a touch from God, lift your hands right now. I feel hunger. I feel hunger in this house. I feel hunger in this house. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hallelujah. So what you need to start doing when you don't have that feeling like you did you need to start assessing things some people get into the blame game well they, they did that to me well they may have but you're still going to answer for yourself so if you're not careful, we'll make excuses within ourselves of why we can't and what, why defending the reason why I'm derailed. You, you, let me just let me just go ahead and make a declaration. If you're derailed, it don't matter why. It's irrelevant. It means nothing to God. Why? I'm not a detective. I don't want to be a detective. I want to preach and deer hunt. I'm not, I'm not hiring investigators to figure out who said what. I've read this Bible too many times. I, I, do, I do not have to defend myself. At the end of the day, let me tell you, if you do right, God will take up for you. I hope this is going to go over good. If you'll just do right, God will fight your battles. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. If my people, not my people that are on cloud nine, I'm talking about my people that feel like they've been run through the washing machine, through the ringer. Amen. He said, if my people which are called by my name. You got to be Jesus' name. You can't be a Trinitarian and, and this apply to you. This is for the oneness Jesus' name people, which are called, he said, by my name. Let me tell you how you're going to get out of the mess. If you want out, this is how you get out. 
You got to humble yourself. Maybe. I was wondering why he listed that one first. Because that's the hardest one. You got to humble yourself. Then you got to pray. There he goes again. Then the Bible said you got to seek my face. There's a phrase that means you got to seek his presence. What are you here for? Well, I want to see who was doing what. I'm here for one purpose. I want to touch God. When it's prayer meeting, I want to touch God. When it's praise and worship, I want to touch God. When the word of God's going forth, I want to touch God. When it's altar call time, I want to touch God. So he said, you got to humble yourself. You got to pray. You got to start chasing his presence. Seek, he said, seek my face. Amen. Does that sound like God's going to chase people down and make them live for him? Well, hallelujah. And then he said, and you got to turn from your wicked ways. And then this wonderful adverb, it's an adverb, right? Then, worried about our teachers, they don't even know what an adverb is. Okay. Humble yourself. Pray. Start chasing God. Repent. Then, God said, then, I'm going to hear you. You know what that tells me? If you ain't willing to turn. If you ain't willing to chase God. If you ain't willing to humble yourself before God. Your prayers won't even be heard. Come on now. Come on now. Some people say, well, I'm praying too, but are are you chasing God? Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. The Bible acts like God ain't even gonna start listening to you until you start doing something. I realize God gives people the Holy Ghost on credit sometimes for what you do know but when you do know something and you don't do it you're not pursuing God hey hey I'm not I'm not preaching to anybody in here that don't have the Holy Ghost you ain't never spoken tongues I am not preaching to you just bank it in your mind this will be my message real soon But I'm talking about the one that's been at the altar and they spoke in tongues and they got in the water and were baptized in Jesus' name and somehow, someway, the train derailed. 
God said if it derailed, you're going to have to get back up. Come on, can I preach to you for a little while? My Bible acts like there's things you got to do or you'll never get a breakthrough. Hey, I've been praying in this church almost all day long. Amen. Hey, there's somebody that don't know no better. There's an extra special mercy. But when somebody knows better and they sit there like a knot on a log, I don't believe there's an anointing in this room on anybody's hands that could get them a breakthrough if they ain't willing. Come on. Come on. Come on. God responds to willing people. That's why I don't snatch people up off the pews because I'd just be wasting my energy. Maybe I could help this church. Amen. Please forgive me. If God tells you to do something, by all means do it. Amen. But I'm going to tell you something. Amen. If you think you've got enough anointing to break somebody through who don't want to pray through, you got another thing coming. My Bible said, uh, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Hey, man, when somebody gets hungry uh, and they get thirsty for the thing, I'm telling you, it's going to happen, my friend. Uh, all the devils in hell uh, can't stop a hungry person uh, from getting something from God. But I'm praying, God, God, make us hungry. What a scary thought to think that God wouldn't even listen to you. Until you start making moves toward him. You know what makes me wonder? Move more. Come on, God. Come on, God. Search my heart. Come on, God. Look down at me. It's not my brother, not my sister, but it's me, oh, Lord. I'm standing in the need of prayer. God, I need you to help me. God, if you see anything in my spirit, by all means, you got veto power in my life. You change me. You cleanse me uh, you purify me hallelujah hallelujah praise God he said then everybody say then he said when you do it then I'm going to do what I'm going to do then I'm going to start healing I'm going to start fixing everything that needs to be fixed. Then. Then means afterwards. One of the big things. He said you got to turn from your wicked ways. I'm telling you, you got to die every day. 
just I'm telling just a few days. That's why you don't need to miss one church service. That's why if there's any way you can come by this church, you ought to come by this church. Amen. Because it don't take very long to get locked up. It don't take very long to get derailed. Amen. So every day when I come into this house, I'm seeking his face. I'm looking for his presence. And the Bible said if I'll do that, then. He's gone. Then means afterwards. Everybody say afterwards. See, we get mixed up thinking somehow God's going to come. and Well, if he'll come touch me, I'm going to change then. You're mixed up. Amen. You're going to hear this at the judgment. I feel this in the Holy Ghost. When you stand before God, you're going to hear exactly what I'm saying right now. The Bible said, then I'm going to hear you. Then, after you do what you're supposed to do, you know what needs to happen. Nobody knows your heart. Nobody knows your struggle. Nobody knows your temptation. You know it. You got to deal with it. But then... God said, he's saying, afterwards. Everybody say afterwards. Afterwards, God will start healing. What a shame to deal with sickness in body. Because we weren't pursuing God. How silly would it be to let the locusts eat up everything in our life? Because we're not turning from. Well, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Yeah, I want to tell you one of the most dangerous things. And there's people in jail tonight for it. And it's called guilt by association. (laughs) It's getting kind of quiet all of a sudden. There's a lot of people in prison tonight because they were in the car. With the one that had the drugs. They, they were in the car with the guy that stole the car. I began, I was reading yesterday. I, I, please forgive me. They come out of Egypt. And the Bible said there was a mixed multitude. The mixed multitude were not Hebrews. They were Egyptians. And they had either married into the family or they just thought it would be cool to go with them. (laughs) And they just hung out. But there was always a mixed multitude. But the difference between them and the Hebrews is that their blood was different. It wasn't in them like it was in them. The Bible always separates the ones that got it deep inside of them as opposed to the ones that just have a surface walk with God. The mixed multitude, they were following the cloud. They were following the pillar of fire just like the Israelis were, the Hebrews were. But the Bible said they were a mixed multitude. So I was reading, I had to say that to say this. I was reading my Bible and And it said, 
And I forgot how I said it, so I'm going to say it how I said it. It said, and the mixed multitude started desiring more delicious food. In other words, God's plan was, I'm going to send down manna every day. You're going to get a day's worth. You're going to go beat it and bake a cake and you're going to eat it and you're going to smile. But the mixed multitude started craving something other than God's plan. Because they were associated. And they started talking. Y'all remember the trout we had in Egypt? And all that fresh garlic in the beans. And just by their association with people that weren't true blue. They got something on them. And then they all started complaining. And God said, all right. I'll give you exactly what you want. What you didn't factor in, I'm going to give you so much of it till you're throwing it up out your nose. And when you're through throwing up, I'm going to send the plague amongst you. And I thought, well, them poor Hebrews got caught up. Praise God. I don't know why I'm telling this. There was a preacher one time that was a friend of mine. And he started calling me every day. And I, preachers are, they're, <laughs> well, they talk more than anybody. Just, you know, it's all constructive. <laughs> so he, he would call me and it was like, I didn't realize it, but every day he was, putting something in my mind against somebody else against somebody I should have not had anything against and I didn't even realize it but he started working me up until the point I was getting mad and just by me talking to this man every day one day I was around this person and I smarted something off. Can you imagine me smarting off? I can't imagine. Out of my mouth came a smart aleck remark to somebody I should have never smarted off to. And immediately, I felt the condemnation of God fall on my spirit. And I turned around and I said, Sir... Please forgive me. Immediately. And I called him the next day. Sir, please forgive me. I should have never said. You know what? It's none of my business. I got all I can deal with in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Please, act, let's, let's act like I said nothing. Do you know what the problem is? I'd already said it. I'd already pulled out the knife and went and hurt somebody. 
I feel like today we're, we're both a lot older and we forget stuff and hopefully we both forgot it. And I feel like we're fine and we love each other. But I'll never forget by listening to that man. He set me back five years. I feel like in my spirit, I feel like my ministry was set back five years by opening my mouth one time. You know what I'm determined? (laughs) That other preacher tries to call me all the time. I'm Casper the ghost. You ain't, I'm sorry. You ain't preaching here. Me and you ain't hanging out. We're not drinking. I'm sorry. I'm going to be as kind as I could be to that man. But never again. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. It was just like by association I got a whooping. I wasn't even mad at anybody till he started talking to me. Until I started hanging out. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost. You know what I did? I did the same thing I did when I got the Holy Ghost, Brother Brooks. I got on that altar and I started saying, God, I'm the biggest idiot you've ever met. Please forgive me. God, if you'll give me one more chance, I'm going to love everybody. And everybody's going, you know what I feel like? God gave me a chance. I feel like God is anointing my life. I feel like because I made a conscious decision, I'm not going to go under. I'm going to go over. Hey, a righteous man. Come on, church. Come on, I feel the spirit of God working on people right now. I feel the mercy of God in this place. I got, I got a word. Stand together, I guess. Or whatever you want to do, I don't care. I got a, a word for the derailed. To Sister Lila, I wanted a picture of the temple and a bunch of people kneeling down and praying, other people going to it, whatever. I want people everywhere. I rebuke every lie the devil's told people. Let me tell you, it ain't over till God says it's over. Come on, God is a recovery specialist. He didn't say he didn't say if the sinners 
but you're called by my name. He said, if my people, my people. I tell you, if you've ever felt the presence of God, you're his people. If you've ever felt the mercy of God, I'm telling you, you're his people. I'm not saying if you've never messed up. That's I'm talking to mess up, messer uppers. Being very transparent. Man, if you're looking for the the church where the pastor was like John the Baptist filled with the spirit from his womb, mother's womb and never made a mistake, I, you're at the wrong church. Amen. But if you want to be at the church where the guy can say, I can't, I'm not telling you somebody else's stories. I'm going to tell you my stories. When I've done the dumbest things you can think of. When I've crossed the dumbest lines you could cross. <laughs> but I turned around and ran back to God. Every single time God met me there. The sweetest feeling is the feeling of mercy. When I smarted off to somebody, they smarted off to me back. I made them mad. And I thought, well, I am going to get bitter now because... I think you just proved to me you're mean too. No. Tell you, when somebody's attacked, you don't know what they'll do. Somebody's hurt, you don't know what they'll do. But I could have got upset and said, we're never talking to that person again. and We're never going to be around them people. I'm telling you, I went back to an altar. And I got broken before God. God restored my mind. God restored, I feel like, my anointing. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I feel like God restored my ministry. I feel like I got a whooping. Hey, you can want me all you want, God, as long as you let me come home. Do what you got to do, God. Just don't refuse me. Come on, I feel, I feel the big old hand of God reaching down. Not to the angels of Calvary. To the people who feel like I've made mistakes. Join the club. Join the club at the altar. I'm going to tell you, God is in the restoration business. Come on. He said, Then. Come on. Come on, 
on then. I'm going to hear you. You'll take a step, then I'm going to hear you. If you humble yourself, then I'm going to hear you. If you'll turn back to me, then I'll hear you. Come on. Come on, somebody's sitting on the then. Come on, I feel restoration. Come on, you ain't near as far gone as you think you are. Come on, in the name of Jesus, all across this house tonight, let prayer ring. Come on. Come out of her, my people. Come out of her, my people. Come on, Jesus is preaching to the bride. Come. Come. Come on, bride. Come on, in the name of Jesus. There's deliverance right now. Come on, in Jesus' name. Come on. Come on. Then. Then I'm going to hear you. Come on, let your mind say, Yes, Lord. making your way there. Come on, let the Holy Ghost fall on you right now. 
Come on, there's eternal steps being taken. Come on, everybody crying out to God. 